This is the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney and Mark Weedy. Great to be here and great to still hear the Euros music playing here on the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, and your calls on 0808 17 17 700 and your messages text to go plus your message to 874 74. So, on the go tonight, three weeks since the tournament kicked off, can you believe it? We're now at the quarterfinals. Switzerland against Spain kicked off three minutes ago. It's nil-nil at the moment. And then tonight, an absolute cracker, Belgium against Italy. Tomorrow in the afternoon, the Czech Republic, who defeated Scotland, of course, they play Denmark. Everyone's got a soft spot for them now. And Ukraine against England. That's all coming up this weekend. Looking forward to it. Here at home, what's happening with the old firm? Well, the former Rangers star, Billy Gilmer, has joined Norwich City on loan, as expected. Rangers did try to get him for the season, but he is staying down in the Premier League to get experience playing with the newly promoted Norwich City. Celtic sign Osaze Oruhide from Sheffield Wednesday, as you would have heard this morning. And the news we gave you here on Wednesday night, an exclusive, Lee Griffiths did sign that one-year contract extension with Celtic. Other news, Rhys Devine from Man United. He's on a season-long loan at St. Johnson. And, uh, yeah, a few more on the go as well. Mark Guidi, as always, will be first with the news. Mark, great to see you on the summer set. Only an hour. Yeah, Paul, looking forward to it. It'll be a quick hour, plenty to, to get through. And, you know, now that we're in July, Paul, things always happen now. It gathers a pace. It's quickly European draws coming. The, the Premier League Cup starts a week on Saturday, a week tomorrow. So lots going on and the transfer um, business is just starting to reach uh, the frenzy level. And we've got uh, the tennis as well. Andy Murray in action at Wimbledon. We'll keep you up to date with that. It was great to see him win the other night. It, oh. was, it was the late, late show, wasn't yeah, it? it was brilliant. Yeah. Watched it and um, he's got the look of a man and, 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 and his body language, the way he's getting the crowd sucked in that knows it if it's not this year but he's maybe maybe a year to go Paul at the highest level and he's milking every moment of it and it's great to see what I think I don't know what in the past 20, 30 years Paul for me Scotland's greatest ever sports oh. person by by a distance an absolute distance it's phenomenal isn't it we wish yeah. him well uh, this is round three he's done well because it's what four years since he's had any real action because of yeah. the, the hip injury also uh, playing Moby Cameron Norrie up against Roger Federer I think that's tomorrow and there's three bits Brits in the uh, third round with Dan Evans in action as well but we'll be looking uh, to Andy Murray here in the first hour yep that's it from us thanks for thanks joining us thanks for that us. John Inverdale <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whoa for next season no I'm only getting John Inverdale on the Go Radio Football Show uh, yeah so give us your calls 0808 17 17 700 the switchboard has lit up already what about Spain against Switzerland gets get right into it five and a half minutes six minutes gone nil nil who do you fancy I fancy Spain put a tip on the show I tipped Spain at the start of the Euros then I changed my mind <laughs> and uh, fancied um, Belgium so I'm going to go for Spain and Belgium tonight so they took right. each other in the semi and uh, tomorrow Denmark and, and England to to go through and Paul I think you know we were talking about it off here I think it's all there for England to go and win it I really think it's set, it's set up very very nicely and credit to England I thought they were fabulous the way they handled everything against Germany in midweek they could go all the way you know? yeah. I mean it's a great they're in Rome uh, today for tomorrow's match but all the games at Wembley so yeah. uh, as only England can but he's beginning to get them play well would you have Jack Grealish on from the beginning or do you keep him in the bench and he's part of the magic mix when Aye, you bring he, him on he lights it up but I think for Ukraine tomorrow I do expect Mason Mount to come straight in and, and, and start the game uh, you know Southgate really likes Mason Mount 
but Jack Grealish there's, there's something about him um, Paul he's very special footballer he's got a personality about him as well which I like I like he's not robotic um, so I like that um, too the, the, the Harry Handsome the, the hairband <laughs> the calves the the socks, the 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 full bit. It reminds me a bit of myself, Paul. Um, so, um, <laughs> cue, so I think cue the laughter. Um, no, I yeah. think he will be on the bench, but I think England will win comfortably tomorrow. I'll, I'll go three 0 England tomorrow. Wow! Yeah, straight away. Yeah, against Ukraine. Okay. Yeah, three yeah, England tomorrow. Yeah. So Switzerland, Spain underway, no goals so far, and Belgium, Italy tonight. That's one to that could be the tie of the tournament. Yeah, it could, be, could be the game could go of the tournament. I think Italy. I think you think Belgium. Yeah. You fancy mm-hmm. Italy? Yeah. Yeah, but they've been hot and cold, haven't they? started so well. And sometimes if you start too well, you know, one of the, the top countries, then as Spain have taken the lead against Switzerland just uh, a few moments ago, yeah, I think uh, maybe Italy. De Bruyne could well play tonight, I hear, but uh, Eden Hazard unlikely mm-hmm. to play for Belgium. But you think it's going to be Belgium? I fancy Belgium yeah. to, to sneak it yeah, in a tight game. It's a magnificent tournament, isn't it? It really is, and the goals we've had have been phenomenal. I'm not sure of the wisdom of taking people all over Europe and beyond. I mean, so many games in Baku, because it's still that pandemic out there. But it's great to see goals. It's great to see the fans back. And uh, I think Hamden did well. And obviously, we had the game the other night as well uh, with Ukraine. And it was great to see people back. 12,000, and well done to all the staff. Um, I know some of the team were working there on it. And they said it was magnificent to get the fans back. And hopefully, they'll be back in big numbers next month, according to the the good Professor Leach. Yeah, uh, you see, the League Cup gets underway, the the new Premier Cup, as it's branded. Mm Um, a week tomorrow it starts and um, then the league season Paul we will be up and running four weeks tomorrow Rangers will un- unfurl the flag at home to, to Livingston at lunchtime then Celtic at Tynecastle at 8 o'clock on the, the Saturday night so it's a great uh, weekend and something to, to really look forward to we just can't wait for the competitive stuff to get started how it's going to unfold so many subplots Rangers now the team to beat Celtic with a new manager um, St Johnson won the two cups Aberdeen with a new manager Dundee United with a new manager Dundee being promoted lots of great stories and I, and I think St Mirren I think Jim Goodwin have recruited very very well yep they have we'll talk about that during the programme Rangers uh, a little bit of news today Sporting Director Ross Wilson announced that formerly Jermaine Defoe he transitions to the player coach position which we knew about in the men's first team Eamon Swift joins as rehabilitation performance coach and Adam Roberts has been appointed as a physio in the men's first team David McCallum and Brian Gilmer will lead the men's B team Cameron Campbell the men's under 18 team and Craig McPherson joins the women's first team coach at Ibrox working with Malky Thompson. That's the news out of Rangers today. And, uh, well, Billy Gilmer, he's everyone's, isn't he, having lit up Wembley just two weeks ago. We'll maybe speak about that. We'll talk about Rangers. Uh, They're back in pre-season very much. In fact, uh, two weeks tomorrow, they've got Arsenal playing at uh, Ibrox. But for Celtic, they've been making the headlines uh, in the signings. Let's talk to Natasha from a Celtic State of Mind podcast. Uh, Natasha, good afternoon, good evening. Hi guys, how you doing? Uh, good, thanks. How are you? All good, all good. We just wanted to ask you what you think of uh, Ange Postacoglu's first week or two. I see he was all mic'd up for a training session, which is uh, which the first is great to see. I mean, we've seen it, you know, in England with Mourinho when he was at uh, there. We've seen it with uh, Guardiola at Man City, um, but Postacoglu mic'd up. That won't matter if uh, if you're winning in the coming season. What do you think of the signing of Osazi Uruhide? I think it's good that we're starting to see movement in the transfer market. You know, that's 
that's the start. It's a step in the right direction. And he's the sort of player that we we probably need. Um, apparently, he can play right back as part of a back three. And that's something that Celtic are, are really lacking at the moment. What we hear from, from people who have seen him play is that he likes to burst up the park. He's a very attacking defender. And I think that kind of suits Postacoglu's style. I mean, we're hearing alarm bells that he wasn't Postacoglu's signing. Um that he's been on Celtic's radar for a while. But for me, I think that's OK. It's only natural that a club like Celtic are going to have a database of players we're scouting and that Postacoglu will have come in, taken a look at that list and given the approval. So he might not have been the man to, to have found this new signing, but if he wants him here, then that's good enough for me. Good answer, Natasha. Yeah. You, her view on it. What do you feel, Mark, about the new yeah, player? I mean, the, the, the bottom line is that Natasha will be right. Ange Postacoglu doesn't know the British marker or the European marker because he's not been working here so he wouldn't expect them to be up to speed so there's a database there there'd have been two or three options on it he'll have done his homework he'll have assessed the situation looked at the finances everything that you look at before you you, you give the, the thumbs up and he's decided um, to go for um, Uruhide now if what Natasha's saying there he likes to bomb forward very much an attacking fullback for Celtic to become successful again Paul that's going to be key areas for them. They've not had it since Lustig and Tierney. Now, yeah. I totally get selling Tierney for £25 million. It was a no-brainer yeah. and he wanted to go. Yeah. Lustig, it was a shocker. He didn't to want keep... to go, did no, he? No, it was a shocker. A yeah. terrible decision not to keep Mikel Lustig on. But anyway, the team has been the poorer. Part of Celtic's success, whether it was Ronnie Dyla, Neil Lennon, Brendan Rodgers, was attacking fullbacks. Mm -hmm. Even Frimpong to, to, to an extent yeah. mm -hmm. as well. They've missed that. Look at Rangers last season. Tavernier and Barish. It's <laughs> terrific. Yep. Assists, goals, the lot a key component of the team. So Celtic need that because I think the days now of like out-and-out -out wingers are gone. That, that You know, you're now looking at systems a lot of playing back threes. Before, and you look at England the other day, yep. Luke Shaw and uh, Kyle Walker, or, um, sorry, not uh, Kyle Walker, but you look at them getting up to Keenan Trippier, getting up and down that, yep. that side. So if Celtic are going to be successful, they'll need to find two proper fullbacks. Mm. And if Orahide is a one, it might be a big ask for him to go in and go and play 40 games at a high level. So maybe... He's not going to be first choice, but maybe he will be. Um, however, uh, that's for uh, Ange Postigoglu to go and find the right personnel, rely on his scouting staff, rely on his backroom staff, and then get them get them ticked off. But it's good between Lee Griffiths and Urahide yep. arriving. You forget about guys like Insham and, and, and Rodgers. If Postigoglu can get a tune out of these guys, Paul, he's, he's going to have to because they need bodies in Could that Could he squad. get a tune out of Incham? Everyone knows, let's ask Natasha. Listen, no, everyone knows how talented he is, but you got the impression, Natasha, that he didn't want to be here. I think that's the problem. And I think one of the downfalls of last season is that we kept too many players on for one extra season to try and go for the 10 in a row. And that meant keeping too many players who didn't want to be here. And that didn't work last season. So what Postacoglu's got to decide is can he convince these players who are perhaps considering moves elsewhere and talking about players like Edward, or players like Incham, maybe even Christie, can he get them to buy in fully to this new era under his management? Because if the answer to that is no, then they have to go because we can't afford for the consequences of trying to keep them to happen again this year like it did last year so I think he needs to be having those conversations very quickly and if it's apparent that they don't want to be here then we have to move them on as quickly as possible so that we can start looking towards replacements How do you feel about the Lee Griffiths business? We announced it well on Wednesday night I said 
I expect him. He'll be signing tomorrow. I know people thought he was leaving. You know, he was spotted. Well, he put it up in his uh, social media um, in his Scotland top or his Scotland training gear. Uh, what do you feel about it, Lee Griffiths, the, the, the great underperformer last season? I mean, that's the truth of it. Everyone knows that. But mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. talent. It's, it's, it's really a difficult one. This Griffiths is an enigma. And I think yeah. for me, I would probably have looked to move him on this summer. He's had sufficient time to get himself into shape and to play a key role for Celtic. And like you've touched on, his failure to do so last season really let us down. But in saying that, we find ourselves in a position where we've got limited striking options. Klamala mm -hmm. has left the club. It looks like Edward will be on his way out. Dio has been allowed to go to the Olympics we're hearing today, which suggests that he won't be playing a role anytime soon. So that just leaves us with Ayeti, who has shown that he isn't at the level we require, or perhaps he hasn't been given the opportunity to show if he is. But that's not really sufficient striking options to go into the new season. So perhaps the Griffiths deal is one out of necessity and the circumstances that we find ourselves in, and really lack of other option. Mark, we spoke uh, last week along with Barry about the spat with the former manager, Neil Lennon. That's all history now. Um, yeah. it, it's interesting. It maybe informs it. What do you feel about the Lee Griffiths deal uh, that, to happen for at least another year? Reduced terms? Yeah. It, it, it's all bonus-related. Yeah. What, what do you feel? Um, well, I, I think he owes the club something. Mm -hmm. And he owes the Celtic supporters something, uh, Paul, after last season where he admitted it himself. He was a disgrace. Um now, under normal circumstances, I think he would have been allowed to leave. He'd have been shown the door. But Celtic play Meterland yeah. in a Champions League quarter. I don't think Celtic will make it into the Champions League anyway, Paul. I think the road, the pathway is going to be too difficult for them. Um, but that said, they still want to go and win games of football and get off to a good start. Griffiths might be the only striker in the building by then. So out of necessity, they've had to take him on. But they've got him on their terms, which is good. Uh, and the, the other thing, the bonus might uh, be is that there is a real good striker in there. Mm. It's just if Lee Griffiths wants to be what he can be, and that is entirely up to him. Ange Postigoldo can only give him an opportunity, can only put him on the team sheet, but Griffiths got to turn up the right attitude, the right application day to day, and go and make it work for himself. Um, but he is a very, very lucky boy of that, there's no doubt. It's complex. Mm. Of course, Natasha, yeah, Natasha Ayeti, um, he's kind of been written off, hasn't he? And yet he was a £4.5 million signing from West Ham United. Isn't there a striker in there, maybe desperate to come out? Well, I certainly hope so. Um, <laughs> and maybe Costa Coslo is the man to get out of him. You know, and revive this Celtic career. You do see it sometimes. Sometimes players and managers just click and yep. they fall into place. And maybe this will happen for Yeti. Um, and if he can and if he can reach the level we're looking at, then then great. And hopefully Costa Coslo can get that out of him. And Bio, you mentioned uh, going to the Olympics, Mark. I'm looking at you first. You're yeah, not bothered, are you? Nah, nah. nah he's, okay. not, he's not anywhere near it. No. No, and, and look, Celtic Paul in the past decade have wasted oh, probably about 20 million quid on, on mm -hmm. strikers, you know, from, from going back to, to Rasmus and to um, Bangura, mm -hmm. um, to Skepovic, to all these guys. Listen, once or twice it'll happen. Yeah. You get a two, but you look at the success that they've had. Dembele, okay, only cost 500 grand. It was down to brilliant background work by the club, but yeah. normally he'd have been a 10 million pound striker yeah. at, that, at that period. Edward, 10 million pound striker. It's quality. Those guys win. It's the same with the goalkeeping situation. Yeah. Those guys win you games. Mm -hmm. They're match winners. Yes, once or twice, like Ali Griffiths, a million quid, it works. But see, constantly getting into that 2 million pound market, it's not going to work. I know, I know a Yeti was 44 and a half. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to work for him. Um, I, I don't see it um, there. 
I've researched him I researched him when he signed didn't get a lot of positive feedback about him to be perfectly honest so if Celtic want to become champions of Scotland again Paul they're going to have to have better than a Yeti that's the bottom line Natasha have you got any hopes I know you've all hopes to get into the Champions League uh, what do you feel Mark reckons this year they won't what's your take it's going to be a massive ask um, I agree with that you just have to look at the route that we have to go through and some of the teams that we're coming up against I mean Mitchell ends up next is going to be a very difficult tie and they don't get any easier from there so it's going to be a massive ask and the one criticism that Celtic get levied at them all the time and I think this season is no different is that we go into these qualifiers underprepared yep. um, if you, you just have to look at the potential back line that we're going to put out in a couple of weeks time and you really do have to wonder how difficult it is going to be to get through that match never mind the ones to follow so I have to you know put you know, a realistic hat on and think it will be a very, very tough ask for us to get through. Of course, I've got hopes that we do and that Postacoglu can have that sort of impact. But I think that's asking too much too soon. And I think the Champions League qualifiers are going to be very, very difficult. We spoke to you a few weeks ago and you'd been on, was it a Zoom with Dom Mackay? Have you been on something with uh, Postacoglu in the last week or so? Yeah, so the club um, had us at the, at the press conference with Mackay and Postacoglu, which was brilliant first of all from a sort of fan engagement perspective I think that there's some sort of recognition from the club there that they do need to work on that and that one of the priorities for Mackay is to sort of rebuild the relationship between the the club and the fans and this event was was good for that and it was good to be able to speak to both Mackay and Postacoglu and hear their vision for for the season and hear a bit more from Postacoglu about his philosophies his football style what he's hoping to bring to the club and also to have the opportunity to to point out some of the concerns that the fans have and one of them is the lack of timing we have before the Champions League qualifiers and the extent of the work that needs done and it was encouraging to hear that both Mackay and Postacoglu recognise that and, and share the concerns the fans have about those timescales and what they've said to that is that they can only take it one day at a time, they can do as much as they can in every day that they have and and hope it's enough, really. What Postacoglu did say is that by the time we do go into that first Champions League qualifier, he fully expects the team to be showing signs of starting to play football the way he wants it played. But whether it all just wow. comes too quickly, given the timescales, we, we will see. Two weeks on Tuesday. Mark Celtic go off to their training camp in Wales. Yeah, on, on Monday they head down to uh, Celtic Manor. Uh, I think it's maybe four games, Paul. A couple of behinds closed doors, a couple of um, other ones... They're away in nine, ten days, I think. So it's a real opportunity for, for Ange Postecoglou to bond. And I think it's then that he has a close look at, first and foremost, his backroom staff. And if he hasn't already made up his mind, if he's swithering over one or two things, being away night and day constantly for nine, ten days will make up his decision. Uh, sorry, will make up his mind um, on that. And also one or two players that will be swithering about. Um, bringing, but it's, it's a chance to bond. It's a chance to, to get to know each other and that will be that that time on the road Paul will be highly beneficial to the manager the backroom staff and the players going to come round so quickly and the date was always there there's been so much time probably you know wasted in the early part of the year when the 10 wasn't going to happen for them but they were clinging on to it probably too long Natasha I see mm. 50,000 uh, season tickets have been sold are you surprised mm. you'd be pleased Please, yeah, please. And it is a show of commitment from the fans to the club yet again, which is outstanding. I think um, having the first press conference from Postacoglu along with Mackay on the final day of season ticket renewals is probably a very clever move by the club. Um, 
but no, it's, it's great to see and I can't wait to, to get back to Celtic Park with, with big numbers there. You're getting a holiday, Natasha, because you've been great. We see you on Sky as well and on the Celtic <laughs> State of Mind. You've been uh, on here. We really value your contribution. Uh, are you getting a break? I hope so. Um, I hope so. That'll depend on various factors, but... When you, when you enjoy doing what you're doing, you don't need a break, do you? No. And you're not going down to Celtic Manor, are you, Natasha? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. not, no. no. Natasha, thanks very much for calling us. We'll speak to you soon. No problem, thank you. Cheers, Natasha there from a Celtic State of Mind podcast. Rangers fans will be looking to see what's next for Rangers back in training this week, a big week for them. And just two weeks tomorrow playing Arsenal. That's going to be tasty. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney here in the studio in the heart of Glasgow and the Gorbals. Thanks for making the switch. We're on every night from five as we are all season and we're staying on through the summer, five till six. 0808 17, 17 700 to give us a call and send your messages at Go Football Show. 0808 17 17 700. July the 2nd. Can you believe it already? We're into the heart of the summer. The weather's been fantastic. I see the barbecues coming out and then the rain came on late this <laughs> afternoon. But uh, listen, it's been it's been brilliant, Mark. And uh, ready for the matches. Switzerland nil, Spain won. 28 minutes gone. It's been mainly all Spain. They've had a few chances. They are one up. Looking good for them, but you can never write off the Swiss. Oh, what what a, what a game the, the the game was against uh, France um, the other night. It they was thought brilliant. they won, didn't they? Yeah. Three one. That was that was yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Pogba's goal was was brilliant. Yeah. Then um, uh, was it Coleman or something? who hit the ban in the last minute? Uh, uh, I can't remember who it was for France, but yeah. I mean, they hit the ban in the last minute. <laughs> um, but no credit to Should... to Switzerland that they, they were great. They had a goal, the equalising goal to make it three three was great, and then you know they they kept their cool. Um, and uh, you know credit as well to to uh, Sommer the the goalkeeper for the yep, penalty save Mbappe right yeah. at the end and who would have believed you know it's now we were speaking about him last week as could be the player of the tournament mm. and then people saying they, they badly underperformed and then they were all kind of unhappy in the camp it's so important isn't it to have uh, team spirit what are you thinking about Scotland now that we look back on it I read loads of different stuff over the weekend mm -hmm. and some people saying sure it's brilliant we were there of course it is first time in 23 years but we're always the bridesmaids, never the bride, never the bridey. Uh, you know, one goal, one point. What's your take on it? You know, Paul, I, I looked at it and I said in the programme, you know, one one would get us it. We will be involved yep. right up to the last game, regardless. And and it's true um, because uh, Ukraine get through with three points mm -hmm. and negative one uh, gold. I think Denmark might get through with three points as well. But anyway, yeah. Ukraine get through with three points. So it was there for us. One one, two games at home, one at Wembley. Uh, Look, of course it's great, you don't want to be overly critical, but you know, we, we, we really should be looking to, to to qualify. But it was a first time, a lot will have been learned in terms of the process, the preparation, the game time, how to get the best out of players when games are, you know, four or five days um apart, how to approach games like the last game against Croatia, did we approach it in the right way? Um, etc. etc. Steve Clark will have learned a lot of things about his preparation, his backroom staff, the sports science, the training base. Mm. What were they doing day to day? Were they doing the right things? Are there things that they can tweak? Um, do we need to be braver in the first match against Czech Republic? I know hindsight maybe, is maybe an we do. thing. I, I think Sheeks. the most important yeah. thing was not losing the first game. Mm -hmm. Had we got a draw, um, Paul, you know, so um, any night if we did get a draw, it wouldn't have been enough anyway. But 
But um, it might have been a different feel to all because yeah, I draw the draw at Wembley. Yeah, Maybe. Although Croatia, yeah. we saw how good Modric and Co yeah. are in that one. Listen, it's brilliant to be there. I'm not taking away from it. I'm not being a naysayer, a but, gloom and doom. But, uh, but we yeah. can't be cheerleaders either. No. And so therefore, you say, yes, well done. Could we have done better? Yes, absolutely. Because we didn't get past the first stage. We didn't win a game. We only scored one goal. So of course we could have done better. Mm. goes without saying. We could have and should have done better we now turn our focus to, to September Paul the three games and no, I'm just going to be realistic yeah. I don't think our no. chances are good or no. qualifying and I hope I'm wrong yeah. but we've only got five points from nine our next three games Denmark uh, away Moldova at home and Austria away unless I'm mistaken mm -hmm. um, wow you know if, we, if we're not taking we really need to be sure. taking another five points from those games if we don't the, the, the campaign's really, really, really difficult. And look at Austria, narrowly going out just the other night. Yeah. Uh, and look at Denmark in the quarterfinals, expected to get to the semis. They yeah. play Czech Republic tomorrow. And uh, everyone's kind of got behind them now and everyone feels for them. But they're, they're turning out to be a decent team as well. So it's going to be really tough at the World Cup qualifiers. And you're right, we're not cheerleaders, but we're massively uh, behind Scotland. But we need to be realistic as well. Yeah, and, but look, I hope... I'm I hope that they, they make it. Of course, we're, we're invested in it. We're Scotland supporters. We want to see the team doing well. And we have got a good team. We've got a great spirit amongst the players. The Tartan Army are, are bought into it. They're bought into Steve Clark. I, I thought the boys all handled themselves brilliantly in the media. You know, they, they, they showed a little bit of themselves, their personality. So all that was, was good. It was just when it came to the 90 minutes on the pitch, apart from Wembley, when... Um, I mean, you were there, Paul. You 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 were seeing the game in the flesh. But yep. the eleven players that started to a man, they were outstanding, and we just couldn't replicate that against um, Croatia, which was really unfortunate. But there's things there to build on. Mm -hmm. I just hope we're still we're still in the mix after the three the the triple header in September. I can't. I have to. Buy, I can. I fear the worst a wee bit. Yeah. But I hope I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see what Steve Clark does then. Because he has, I know that I'm kind of probing you about it, but the difference from two or three years ago, you know, we got there. Yeah. It was tough. It was the long road, yeah. uh, you know, the penalties and all this. But we did we did get there for the first time in nearly a quarter of a century. So, But that's for the coming months. There's so much to look yeah. forward to. Uh, we'll keep you up to date. Spain still one up with only... Uh, what, uh, 13 minutes left in the first half. And we're looking forward to Belgium, Italy tonight, Czech Republic, Denmark tomorrow, and Ukraine against England. Not that you'd know it watching national telly or whatever. <laughs> I was saying that with Barry the other night. You'd think they'd won it already. But oh, no. listen, we would go Absolutely. We'd go crazy as well. Yeah, we I mean, would, it, of course. Yeah. You, you can see with the cover, even watching uh, Gary Lineker, Rio Ferdinand, yeah, I know. Alan Shearer. And Alan Shearer yeah. with, with uh, Jurgen Klinsmann. You yeah. know, it's that's, like that's England beating Germany. I think is the same to them as what us beating England, England is. Absolutely. I think that's what beating, like beating Germany means sure. more to them than beating us. Um, and, and you could see it. And I've seen, was it, was, my, my daughters were telling me, was it Atomic Kitten have you released one of their songs to change the, the oh, words to oh, England? Yeah. yeah. So they, they're getting carried away. Um, are they setting themselves up for a fall? Possibly. But mm. I'm not saying they're going to They definitely can win it. Um, sure. But I, yeah. I would. I fancy them strongly to get to the final. Rochelle, Atomic Kitten takes you back to the early 2000s <laughs> and you'll Looking be checking out which one. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, he's singing as well. Mark, I think we... it's that song, actually. I think is it? It's that one. The whole yeah. again, that's right. Maybe yeah. it's goal again or something they're making up. Football's yeah. coming home. Oh, there he is. There. It's all there, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you, oh, Simon. Oh, we'll the right, karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I have to tell you, he's in the shorts today because he was uh, out playing five-a-sides with uh, one of our greatest ever goal scorers. Ali McCoyst, MBE. How is he? He's oh, lost weight, hasn't he? He's looking magnificent. Yeah. He's in good form. He's nice and sharp. He's he's banging the goals in. 
he wasn't losing team uh, oh, right. today. Was he, uh, after he was in, he was in the other team. And, were you in uh, goals? No, no, no. no, 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 no. Well, we're getting goals. We'll take a turn each sure. rest. Uh-huh. Um, but, so, uh, so you won. But uh, and, it, and it was good. Yeah. He's having a great Euros, isn't he? His he's commentaries. Yeah. People are talking about him everywhere. He's brilliant. And he did really well. I remember at the World Cup. But he's he is and on the radio as well. Oh, he is. Yeah. Top sport. He's 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 brilliant. He's. Uh, mm. He's good in the, the the football show. You know yourself, Paul. You've oh, known him yeah. for decades. He's he's a natural one, didn't he? He's well, he used to come in and talk football, infectious. and he played the music as well, and he loved yeah. doing that. I remember he loved the talking heads. Well, he loves that tune as well. Oh, aye. indeed. Aye. Yeah, he aye. knows his, his stuff. Loves and not his a bad Bruce singer. Springsteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's he thinking? Uh, what do you think for Rangers? We're just checking to see everything. There's no major news confirmed today. Jermaine Defoe is player coach now as well. Uh, Morelos, they're still waiting to hear. There's no official offer, I don't think, from Porto. He's sorted out his terms, but that means nothing if the clubs don't agree a fee. What is the fee, do you reckon? Is it 12 million? Is it 15 million? Barry thought 15 plus. Uh, what, what would I mean? Ideally, Rangers will look for a minimum of 15. I, I would think um, 10 to 12 is more realistic really? at this stage, but it, it could be, you know, we add ons, Paul. It could yep. be, you know, it appears to be, according to this, is reports from Portugal um, that Porto have offered seven and a half, eight. With add-ons and Rangers have said no, and quite rightly so. So I think you're looking at you know upwards of ten, but it depends if Rangers can create an auction, yeah. you know. And as I've said at the top of the show, we're now in the first week of July. This is when it starts to get serious. June's a dead month, yeah. But July now, European games coming up, people starting to sell. You see players moving on. Once the Euros finish as well next week, you'll see a wee bit more movement. So I, I would imagine Rangers will 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 certainly get more than twelve million if they can get more than fifteen. Fantastic in the current climate. Yeah. OK, they knocked 16 back from Lille this time last year, which, was it a right decision? Well, they won the league and Morelos helped them to win the league. So, of course, it was the right decision to go and win the title. Can't can't doubt that. Yeah. Um, but now, is it the right time to say, yeah, I think it is because I get the feeling that the, that the boy's itching it's to get feet. away now. Uh-huh. He's wanting yeah. to try something different, which he's absolutely entitled yeah. uh, to do. And as we said before, the business model, if you can buy it one or two and sell it 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 or more, it's fantastic. And if you can do that with two or three players every couple of years, then your model is working, but also getting the success with it. As Celtic managed to do over the period of a decade, you have to get success. You have to marry the two, and that, that's the fine line. It's a difficult and thing it, to do. Yeah, the one Damas and all that worked for Celtic, yeah. and it obviously Virgil van Dijk, Dembele, yeah. you mentioned earlier. Yeah, Frimpong. Uh, Frimpong, absolutely. You know, you, you look at guys was that like really that? 11 and a half million just earlier this year? I, I, uh, I, I, I think it might be maybe seven or eight with sure. add ons. Still you know, good money, it's though. Great, yeah. it's, it's great money. Yeah. Um, and for Rangers, then, so on Morellas, to get an auction, you need another bidder, clearly. That's what they yeah. need. And I guess the uh, values of people are down at the moment because of COVID. I mean, the clubs, most clubs, in fact, all the clubs, Willie Hockey was telling us on this uh, station what two months ago that is it's over uh, seven billion is the debt of the top clubs over four billion when you combine all the Real Madrid Barcelona the breakaway of the top six and the rest is over four billion in debt those clubs are the biggest in the world incredible. it is incredible and of course the it's just ravaged football yeah, it's I mean, ravaged even, so much yeah, business the, yeah. the, the Serie A I mean you look at um, Juve, Juventus, Juventus Conte yeah club. Because he said, look, you're going to have he's to, to sell. And sure. he's like, no, yeah. I don't want to be a part of that. No, they might have to get rid of Ronaldo, mm. um, just because of the the financial strain. So, look, you know what what supporters have to to take on board is Paul, whether you're a Rangers fan, a Celtic fan, or a, or a, a fan of any team. It's no slight in your club if you sell. Mm. It's necessity, and sometimes it's the player that's driving it. And it's, you know a lot goes on behind the scenes that, don't, that doesn't make it into the public domain, um, but. If you can be successful 
And like I say, I'm repeating myself, but if you yep. can buy it one or two, as Rangers did with Morelos, a million from Helsinki, and sell them, let's just round up to 10 million quid, give yep. or take. Mm. It's great business. Mm. And he's helped you win the league. Mm. It's fantastic. Lord H is uh, listening in at the moment. So happy birthday to him. So he doesn't look it, does it? <laughs> as somebody <laughs> said to me, you don't look such and such. You did it one time. No, looking great. Glad you're listening. Happy birthday. Yep, happy birthday. Hockey. Yep, we're looking forward to Hunter and Hockey coming back. But it'll be in the new season because they'll be you know, taking a well-deserved summer break. Well, did they get a full close season? Uh, well, we'll, we'll see, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's above my pay grade to know about <laughs> stuff like that. It's the Go Radio Football Show here in Glasgow's own. Over 700,000 downloads. Can't thank you enough those who've made the switch since we started 31st of July 2020 was the first programme in this studio and listen we're absolutely and you're at Glasgow and Scotland loves to talk football loves the news loves honest opinion straight down the line and that, that's what we give you whether it's Barry Ferguson or John Hartson Davy Proven or yourself or everyone just gives Stephen Cragen and Craig Moore I'm now going through him yeah. Leanne Crichton on last Leanne night Crane, as well Chris and of Buck. course Rob McLean there playing the, the orchestra Scotland's finest commentator Craig, yep um, it, it's, it's been terrific so well done James putting uh, the team together um, I don't know why I started this amazing run but we have done but thank you everyone it's uh, nearly a year and we'll be giving you and more to yourself, uh, thank you and to we'll yourself. be giving you so much more for the new season as well there'll be uh, I heard Sean on last night from Gothamlock saying yeah. you know we should be doing it on uh, vid vision as well and that's one of the aims we're going to do that so yeah. that you can uh, sound and vision um, but, <laughs> I think we all need to. Um, for Rangers, any other? Uh, there's no other transfer news. I think there's, 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 we're going to use the word speculation mm -hmm. in two or three players. You know, Tavernier, Tavernier yep. Edmondson, Kamara's an issue. It needs to get resolved. I think Kamara will probably be be sold as well. Because let's say I, I think he wants to go and try um, something different, which he's perfectly entitled to do. And again, Rangers bought him for fifty grand. So if they're selling five, he's, he's, he's got a year to go on his deal. But what Rangers, what what you want to try and do, Paul, in, in this circumstance, is is get an auction. Yeah, you, you need to get teams bidding. You need to, and that's what Rangers want to to create. As I say, it's still early. There's there's eight weeks of the transfer window to of go. Course. A lot can happen. Yeah, and June's quiet because the managers uh, yeah. they need to get a, a break. They don't get much of a break, no. but they do. And as you say, what about Kamari? He's had a good Euros, hasn't he? I know they he went has. out, but only just Finland. Uh, yeah, they were unlucky. Yeah. They, they, they did get yeah. three points. But um, Kamara's stats were very impressive, mm -hmm. Paul. Um, you know, when you look at um, you know holding midfield um, role, very, very impressive. And we can see from the way he's performed uh, from Rangers um, that he's a quality. But he'd be a, a big miss if Rangers lose him. I have to be honest. I think they will. I think he'll, he'll, he'll go. Then you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, th I think if he was going to sign a deal, I think it would have been it would have been signed by now. But that's not to say you, when you've got a player of that quality, you'll keep trying, and you'll yeah. keep, I'm sure that Stephen Gerrard when he gets him back for pre-season yeah. and the board will say, "Look, come on, give us another year, give us send it, sign an extension." That's a great you point because twice in the old season, Stephen Gerrard said publicly, um, "We'll be looking for a new contract, or hopefully a new contract." He mentioned yeah. contract in Kamara, and yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, so, well, it's, Rangers yeah. want him to sign. There's, yeah. there's good offer there, but. The, the Kamara is perfectly entitled to exercise his options, Paul, and see what see what's out there for him. Because, but he's a top player, and if he leaves, it will be a big void to fill. And I think for Rangers and for Scotland, but of, of course mainly for Rangers week to week, that um, I just hope that that uh, Ryan Jack comes through pre-season unscathed because he's a a top performer. And if if Kamara goes, having Ryan Jack back fit and available and in that area, of the team would absolutely soften the blow because. For me, Ryan Jackson, the next captain of Rangers, whether Tavernier stays for another couple of years or goes, whatever, okay. but Ryan Jackson, next captain of Rangers. I want to ask you about that, the next captain of Rangers and the next captain of Celtic. And more of your calls, 0808 08 17 17 700.
The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Weekend starts here, the Go Radio Football Show, Monday to Friday, 5 till 6 in the summer. And then later in the month, we'll be back to 5 to 7. And we'll be on Saturday afternoons from 2 or from 12, Mark. There'll be plenty of early kickoffs. It's a, a tasty first weekend, isn't it? The 31st of July, the, the league season gets back underway. Yeah, Rangers at home to Livingston, lunchtime kickoff, live in the telly, unfurling yep. of the of the, the flag the new SPFL sponsor um, as well Paul yep. we've finally got one which is good news for um, for the game and then you go right through uh, the card and um, you've got Hearts v Celtic at Tynecastle on the Saturday night and then two games um, on the Sunday uh, as well so yeah it kicks off with a, a really good um, weekend and um, of course first um, Rangers yep. Celtic game at Ibrox will be the first one and that's on August 29th the it's Sunday. the fourth game of the season isn't yeah, it? Wow. Yeah and yep. you'll have the League Cup last 16 as well the second Saturday um, in August once it gets to the knockout stage and, and the European teams uh, get involved so no, there's a good there's a good fixture card and then you're, you're right into the international break after the old firm game um, for the, the Scotland um, triple header so the first month of the season will absolutely fly and it'll be it'll be non-stop and you'll have all the European qualifiers in between will Rangers and Celtic get to the Champions League yep. will Hibs, Aberdeen and St Johnston <laughs> make it uh, into the yep. group stages of the various um, other European competitions so really a lot to look forward to July the 31st that's the start of the season loads to look forward to and it'll be our first anniversary and Jackie Bird's listening in at the moment that's her birthday as well July 31st oh. they're listening in all over the world but mainly in the south side of Glasgow <laughs> <laughs> and in the north and the east and right across uh, Lanarkshire Ross the boss from LA Ross the boss no. he's going to be here quite soon as well but he really? may well be listening I often get his critique <laughs> on the way home but Ross he loves his football he, he was up early as you know the other week when we were at Wembley did I mention yeah, that yeah. that day Jerry Butler and all the guys around so yeah the girls go crazy when they hear that Jerry Butler's there at the house <laughs> but uh, yeah they love the Scottish football it gets a contingent of them there and uh, Chesney Hawks was there the Englishman uh, who was there the one and only right what about you said just before the break some of the headlines today Celtic have signed Osazi Orohide from Sheffield Wednesday and they hope to sign Aaron Moy yeah. from Shanghai Port and they're targeting Kevin Nisbet, which was heard about. Aaron Moy, we know a little bit about yeah, him. Yeah, he's a good player, Paul. I mean, I remember him a, a little bit from St Mirren. I think when Gus McPherson might have um, had him. Um, it was on loan there. He was part of that kind of Man City group where they had him and they, you know, he was a promising player in the St Mirren loan a couple of times. Um, really good at Huddersfield um, when Huddersfield were in the Premier yeah. um, League. So he was really good um, there. And it was, I think it was in David Wagner's team. Um, so midfielder, more of a kind of an attacking midfielder likes to threaten likes to penetrate um, so to be honest if Celtic can get him Paul that's a real good signing I mean, that, that's a proper first team ready make an impact help you to win the league kind of signing um, Aaron Moy listen they'll need plenty of others the goalkeeping situation needs to be addressed as well obviously centre defence there's a number of positions that need to be addressed who's going to be the captain needs to be uh, addressed um, the goalkeeper could it be David Marshall I mean I know he didn't play that much with Derby at the end of the season is, if, is if that a possibility if it's a possibility then if you, there's an opportunity to get David Marshall even if you have to pay a fee for him Paul mm-hmm. um, then yeah absolutely go and, go well, and get him they paid 5 million for go and get him but yep. they have been linked um, uh, with Matt Ryan at Brighton mm-hmm. who's Australian yep. so he's worked with Postacoglu and it's not people putting two and two together and getting five there's a genuine interest in it and I have to say if Celtic can get Matt Ryan, Paul, he is a proper goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. He is proper. 
So that again, that would be a step in the right direction. They need to pay a few quid from, but Brighton do want to offload them. Um, so therefore, that that's something that Celtic should be looking um, to to really to get signed and sealed as as quickly as possible. I've got the fader up here for Barry Ferguson, but Barry, you're not here. You're having a wee break. <laughs> Obviously, Alawa though, he's busy there at his new club. And the reason I'm mentioning him, not that, that just because we're missing him here in the studio, he will be back for the new season. Uh, Barry, in his column today in The Record, he's saying, on first impressions, I must admit, I like the look of uh, Ange Postacoglu. And he thinks it's going to be good for Rangers. The challenge is going mm. to come. Uh, he said consistently in the old season, Celtic would actually, you know, would, would fight back, but it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a slight bit, January the 2nd, we know if uh, Lee Griffith's strike hadn't been saved by Alan McGregor, things might have been different. But Rangers dominated throughout the season. But he's saying he thinks that Rangers will um, they'll be desperate to win it this year again to establish a Rangers era now in the way that Celtic had it for nine years. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's as Paddy said, and we all know that's a challenge. Yeah, I'm not saying it's easy to win a title. It's not. It's very, very difficult, especially to win it by 25 points, regardless of how poor... Your opponents are Rangers set a, a high standard last season and they stuck to it, um, you know, on the park and off the park. Um, now the challenge is, can they go and do two in a row? Can they go and do it again? Now, would you expect Rangers to go through 38 league games unbeaten again? No, I wouldn't. I, I think that's highly unlikely. Do I expect Celtic to be as bad as they were last season? No, I don't. Do I think they got up with 25 points? No. I think the title, even at this stage, Paul, without knowing all the ins and outs and how the transfer window will shape up between now and September the 1st, but I think right now, if you to ask me, for me, it's Rangers' title to throw away. I think Celtic will be closer and they'll get it down to, to, to single figures. But to ask Celtic to assemble basically a whole football club together, Paul. Yep. Chief executive, manager, head of recruitment, backroom staff, captain, half a dozen players. Um, that's a massive ask against a well-oiled machine, even if Rangers do lose Morelos and Kamara. So I think that Rangers are heavy, heavy favourites to go and win the, the title again. But um, Stephen Gerrard and his backroom staff, I know them, they will not be taking anything for granted and, and rightly so because they know Celtic are hurting. Just as Rangers have been hurting mm. and when you're a wounded animal, you know, anything can happen. They could uh, well indeed fight back. So uh, Ange Postacoglu will give you a few comments. He's been interviewed by Celtic TV this afternoon. That's happening more and more now, isn't it? The, the club TV is getting bigger and club media uh, as well, as long as there's still stuff for the general public, Mark, is always important, I think. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's important to have a, a balance. You know, football clubs now, you know, it's big business. You know, their, their own media channels, their own outlets, of course, as they want to be. Um, first with the news to, to their own supporters and rightly so there's absolutely nothing wrong uh, with that but it's the business of, of newspapers of radio stations of television reporters to go and try and break the news first that's the way it'll always be Paul and that's the way it, it should be but you've you've got to find a, a working relationship together Old firm captains then it's James Tavernier very much at Rangers but he could be in demand if and when he goes or if he goes mm-hmm. uh, who would be captain I know you teased it just before the break and it's the man that's been missing for some months because of injury so two things Ryan Jack hopefully back soon mm-hmm. and uh, you reckon he's a captain of the future Yeah I mean uh, James Tavernier has been linked by uh, to a couple of clubs in, in the past couple of days I'd be very surprised if James Tavernier is sold I think he really enjoys it here he, he's a captain and um you know, I, I can understand, you know, you know, like some Morelos and Kamara, I totally get that, you know, that makes sense to me all day long. Um, for me, we could have sent out the wrong signal if Tavernier was was sold. So I expect Tavernier um, to stay, but, you know, whether he, he's there at Rangers for the next three or four years or he decides to maybe try something different this time next year or, or whatever. 
but I think that Ryan Jack is is a, definitely a future Rangers captain for for sure. I mean, I'm very impressed with him as well. I've seen him doing his punditry on on Sky during the Euros, and very impressed with him as well. I thought he um, he handled himself very well. Good ambassador for Scottish football and for Rangers. It'd be great to see him back in the new season. And for Celtic, Callum McGregor had a good Euros. That's what yeah. everyone feels that he yeah. came back to real yeah. form. Will he still be in Glasgow? I thought he was outstanding against England. That was his best performance all season. Um, um, I think if the opportunity came for him to go down south, Paul, I, I, I think there's something in him that wants to go and try it. And, and I totally get that. Um, it's really now, I think a lot of this is going to come down to Postacoglu's powers of persuasion um, over Callum McGregor. Is the captaincy going to be enough? It might be, but it might not be. And I think if you're Callum McGregor or anyone at that matter at Celtic, See if you want to get out, Paul. This is the time to do it because it's like a clean slate. So if you're going to make the break and it's got the potential to turn a wee bit nasty, yeah, you've got to go and do it now and see and, and see it through. Brendan Rodgers absolutely 100% wanted him two years ago, but Celtic couldn't sell Kieran Tierney and Callum McGregor in the same window, and I totally get that. But Brendan Rodgers was in for him all day long, and the boy had a real fancy for it, but it didn't work out. But he got his head down and got on with it. But um. I think he'll probably be there, but it wouldn't surprise me if he, if he goes. Uh, Ange Poj, the Coglu, has uh, issued this this afternoon. It's an interview on Celtic TV on the new player, Uruhide. He says he was really impressed by him. There was a whole range of players the club were looking at before they had a look at him, and uh, they were keen to talk to him, happy to have him on board. About going to Wales for the pre-season, looking forward to working with the whole team during training at Wales, creating the environment in the dressing room that he wants. Important for the players to get to know Ange, so he's looking forward to the next 10 days. Uh, these are words, as he said himself. Eric Sviachenko was on this programme last night and he spoke about speculation. Is he coming to Celtic? Nah, it's difficult for, for me to say more. Um, it's always, when it's rumours, it's rumours. And uh, unless I hear anything else, it's just a rumour. But I'm, I'm, as I always said, Celtic is, is close to my heart as... Is uh, Mitchell and so that's his Mitchell and so that was a uh, diplomatic. When's the plane arriving? When's he coming over? Mark, is he coming? He's, he's yeah. uh, he may well be on the radar. He was a good player for Celtic. I think he's very yeah. very steady. And look, if if they can get him in the door, then you know he certainly wouldn't let Celtic down. On Monday, between five and six, it's going to be Rob McLean and Craig Moore. So there'll be more impossible. And uh, what will be the Rangers news by then? And who is going to be through in the Euros? We will know then. Thanks very much, Mark. We'll see you next Thanks, week. Paul. Thanks, Paul. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Rochelle. Stevie Lennon is up next. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.